and welcome back to the small introvert den. I am your podcaster Sally and I told you that I will be back. So now uh, you probably heard the podcast before this where I said that I've changed or I've said that I might not be uploading every single day or I might even change the subject of what I would be uploading about. That is because, well, I'm not going to say like, oh, I'm going to have like, I don't know, uh, (laughs) a channel of positive energy. I'm like, yeah, well, no, (laughs) maybe at some point, but what I'll be doing much more is this is going to be the first time in my life where I will be channeling what I do in my life every single day to you all I know sounds weird sounds creepy (laughs) sounds creepy and like I said I might come back to YouTube I might not I don't know I mean if I do come back to YouTube I will leave this podcast channel on and I will be doing like uh, longer episodes like Jenna and Julian, like the old Jenna Marbles and Julian's podcast. I wish I was really sad that she had to retire, but at the same time I do understand because being over 10 years in social media and being the mom YouTuber, as I mean like mama of our, all of our, ah! <laughs> Of all our favorite YouTubers, I'm like, Ugh. so I understand, you know. I mean, it's it's tough. I won't lie, it's tough. The pressure is on. Like you have to always have that energy up. You always have to be that peppy and happy. When in reality, you're just a human. You're not a robot. So I totally understand. I mean, I hope everything. It's gonna work out between them. I know that it will, so it's okay. So, you know, as long as she's happy, he's happy, I'm happy. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Now, what am I gonna do in this episode? Now, in this episode, I will be sharing the key factors that I had in my life that just clicked. I just snapped me right into the right mindset, right into me. I'm not going to say me living my dream life because I'm still so far from my dream life. I'm so damn far from it, but I'm not going to say like, oh, I hate my life now. No, I don't. Actually, I love my life now. I love the person who I've become. That is all and mostly thanks to y'all support and I mean it like most people take take their um, take their supporters or their listeners or their viewers for granted I don't well I did at some point sorry whoops but now thinking again about it I'm like damn girl you were such a stupid little fucker so yeah but like I said before, and like I'll say it here again, thank you all of you 
because you guys woke me up you guys woke me to the person that I've become I mean who knew that this shy introverted person like me the weirdo like me would be able to find a peace now let me rephrase that how would I find place where I would be who I am, where I would be comfortable to become who I am. Because a lot of people who are about my age, and especially like me, like a girl, that's hard. It's extremely hard. It's extremely difficult. And I'm not joking. Because here in Algeria in particular, being a girl, it's like you are already placed from the day that you're born in a shoebox. And every day you grow up, you outgrow that shoebox every single day. And I'm not saying this as a bad thing, because compared to other countries, compared to other societies, I am living in heaven. I know, you're like, what? Wait, you were saying it's like, living bad, but you're saying it's heaven. Because in other countries, most girls who are at the age of 20, they are forced to get married. Period. Point blank. I'm glad that my family didn't do this to me. Even here in Algeria, even here like where I live, and particularly where I live, there were girls younger than my age, like at the age of 16, 17, they were forced to stop their studies. They were forced to get married or forced to get engaged to someone. Yes. And they have to wait until they're like they reach the legal age to to get married or even because at that time like in 2006 2007 a lot of people not a lot of people actually there was a law where it allowed girls over the age of 16 to get married with the consent of their father on which most of the times it's the father who forces them i'm like ah like dude and i got like especially in the part where i live like i'm saying this like out of a personal experience out of my reality i know it's gonna be like like if someone in america or somewhere abroad would hear this they would say oh it's like against legal rights, against human rights, but in reality, here in Algeria, or anywhere as Muslim country, we have no choice. Point blank. We literally have no choice. We have no choice than to comply to our fathers, or how should I say this? To our uh, male coordinated giver? Should I say that? I mean, in Arabic, it's called Wasil Amr, which means guardian of legal actions, but it doesn't sound like that because in English, it's not just the father who has the say in this type of situation. It could be the grandfather, it could be the brother, it could be the cousin, it could be the uncle, it could be the neighbor, for God's sake. Yes, the neighbor, I know, sounds weird, but that happens. It happens every single day. Every single day you can see women who get like raped or I don't know, or forced to get married at the age of 10, as young as 10, as young as six and seven. 
That still happens to this day, and we're in fucking 2020. Anyway, I'm not going to ramble about my feminism, because because if I start, I'm not going to end. Anyway, <clears throat> back to the subject. Back to me not proxenating. <laughs> and me not rambling. And having my false dandelion not hang the phone and crackle in the sound again. Anyway. Ah, fuck. <laughs> Damn it. Like I was saying, a lot of people do not know what the hell is going on in my life. Let me explain. Explain? When I had the relapse, it wasn't because of a boyfriend or a bad relationship or memories or past or... No. It was me remembering. And me remembering means me relapsing onto my old self. That being said, I managed to get at least 35% out of it. And I may want to say it. Me being me. As an INFJ, as an introvert, and as someone who doesn't go out as much. I know. <laughs> as someone who is a hermit in their house, in their bedroom, just playing video games or writing or doing a podcast or designing designs or anything like that. I had a creative block for eight months, which was when I had relapse. I know, which was from August of last year, where I began the relapse. And then when it got at its peak, it was January 2020. January, February, and March. Then I got into the habit of trying to make podcasts again, or even live streams on an app that is called Scout, where it helped me a lot actually to come back to my groove again, where I, how I was before, and try to do double streaming between here on Anchor and on Scout. The only problem is my stupid phone. <laughs> my phone literally overheated within 45 seconds while using both apps. So it got almost tried. So yeah. Then after that, after a few months, I began hating on Scout for one good reason. There was a lot of pornographic pedophilia. A disgusting word I never thought I would be saying here on my platform. But I had to because it's a wake-up call to a lot of people, to a lot of parents who give their children the phone and do not think what they might be doing. That is something that I hate the most. That is something that I would never, would never do to my child. I mean, I was like, what? I was 14 when I got my first phone. I was almost 17 when I got my first smartphone. 
So I know. I was almost 18 when I got my first laptop. So for those of you who think that, oh, I was born with a silver spoon, or oh, I always had technology in my house. No, I did not. I grew up with vinyls. <laughs> so try not to diss me or anything like that. Anyway, now, when I got that roadblock, I I got blocked and I could not have done it any worse. I started having nightmares. I started having episodes of me panicking, of me locking myself, of me screaming, of me having memory loss, of me having relapses again and again, where it was too much. It was too much. And I stopped. I stopped everything. I blocked myself out of everything. Now, that being said, that was when I discovered Master Sri Arkashna and the gem goddess and a lot of people whom I'm not going to be saying I'm grateful for, but I'm thankful that I found them because thanks to them, I found a new way for me to cope, which is meditation, in particularly Kalwani awakening meditation. Those meditations are really helpful. They're not just helpful for someone who is depressive as me and has a little bit of ADD and OCD and PTSD, of course, due to my past relationship. But also it's really helpful because it makes me remember who I am. It makes me force myself to say those words to the bad depressive bad ideas that I get through my head. Sorry, neighbor's dog are barking at a puppet. Anyway, so yeah. And after that, in June and in July, I discovered Dreamy, which is the platform that I'm now working with for, I don't know, for the future where I am writing, where I am like publishing my novels and yeah. Now, the first idea that I could give you as a fellow depressive person, as someone who had struggled with depression, like I said before, do what makes you happy, but also do what makes you feel, how to say this, I'm not going to say complete or less than complete because you are complete no matter what. That is bullshit if someone tells you like, oh, you're incomplete, oh, you're quite a believer. I don't know, like, like I have my ex-boyfriend, Hussein, if you know him, if you remember from last year, not last year, like two years ago actually, because I began this podcast with him at that time where we had him and her, the episodes. We we fell apart because our relationship, I'm not going to say at that time or at this time, but in our society in general is kind of wrong. 
because in our relationship, the type of our relationship and the way we had it, the way we fell love, the way we did love, the way we displayed it to the world, it was kind of rock. <laughs> now, what I mean by that, because he was someone who is paralyzed. He was paralyzed from waist down, had only two working limbs. And a lot of people would say that I didn't feel love to him or he didn't feel love to me. But it was something like wrong because he was paralyzed and I was normal. I'm like, what's this fucked up thing? I'm like, what? Like, how do people not understand that I fell in love with him for like three months before going out with him for a year? How is that even possible? And I kind of felt sad. But at the same time, I understood because our society is very, very, very stereotypical. And I'm not saying it's like a bad thing. I mean, stereotypes are made, are created to set a balance. I know, sounds weird. Me, someone who calls for no labeling, no shit, no bullshit, but sometimes categorizing such thing like love and all and especially where the society in itself is a something that is blocked because here's the thing here's something wrong with Arabic countries most of the society's problem come from the society itself I'm literally, I'm wheezing. I'm serious. I'm serious. It's like, God be damned. Like, shit. Like, and it's not even like, and they blame it on the religion, which infuriates me even more. Because here's the thing. Islam, yes, it's said to fix, quote unquote, fix the gay. By what? Not by forcing them to get married but by calling them out. If they didn't change, you should actually, you should give them the space on life and also banish them like you're banishing the Jews out of your land. That's the thing with gay. You want to know with trans people? Same shit. What? Lesbians? Same shit. You should banish them, not kill them. Not force them into something that they don't. Don't rape people to fix them let's say for example you found someone who works as a prostitute just an example you have two things you have two things to do either fix it or kill it now fixing it how she would do a toba in front of five people then she would get married she would get married with either one of the guys that she slept with or with someone who knows her past and actually will hold her accountable for it. Period. Point blank. That's all. You sh or kill her. Now, how would you kill her? You would kill her in a pit. Yes, stone to death in a pit. That is something that is known for the world to see. Now, here's the thing with our society. They go behind the backs of the mosques behind the backs of the imams, behind the back of the damn religion, and look for her to have sex with her. That's it. But then in the morning, they would kill her in front of the people 
is not hypocrisy. This is the thing that I hate. And this does not just happen with women. It happens with guys as well. It happens with men as well. And here's the thing. <laughs> a straight man had sex with a woman. They say, do you know what that means? That means whip them 80 wipes, 80 whips. If he was not married, if he was married, you should whip him till he dies. You know what happens here in Algeria or Arabic countries in general? They do shit. They do nothing to the man because, oh, he's a man treated as a royalty in our society. This is what infuriates me in the male society, in the male sexist society of Algeria. <sighs> so, yeah. Now, how does this link to me like waking up from the depression, depressive ordeal and all of that? Because I was called a bitch before. I was called by my own family to be disowned. I was called by my ex, by a lot of people in my life to be like that. You know what I did? I tried to kill myself, trying to clean the honor of the family, even though I knew I did nothing wrong. Even though I knew I did nothing fucking wrong because I knew the religion better than anyone else. I knew I had no choice but to do such. You know what happened? I got paralyzed for three months, lost my memory for six, and got PTSD and a little bit of ADD and OCD for three years. But on the good side, I wrote five books, started a platform, changed my diet, changed the way I look, but much more importantly, I matured. There's a lot of shit that has happened in my life that I am thankful for. A lot of things that a lot of people would be, how are you still fucking alive? But that is me. I mean, here's the thing. If I didn't live for myself, who would I live for? My mom, my dad, my brother, my daughter, <laughs> my son or my child. No, I had to live, I had to choose. I had to pick and choose who would I live for. It was pretty hard actually, to be honest, because I didn't want to admit who I was living for. I didn't want to admit that. I didn't want to admit that what I did in those three years was hurting me, but it was also hurting my family. It was not just hurting me. It was also hurting the ones that I love, the ones that I respect, the ones that I care for. It hurted so many people in the way that it was a fucking wake-up call. 
I mean, I am grateful that I found a lot of people in the world of meditation. In the, where's my other sock? What the hell? Where did I lost my sock? Oh shit! Ah, there it is. Rita. Come here, you little sucker. Yes, I am still doing my laundry. <laughs> but hey. At least I'm doing two things. At least I'm multitasking as usual. Terribly doing it, but hey, still doing it. <laughs> but like I said, a lot of people do not know what to do. They do not know what they want, which is what infuriates me. And I'm, I'm talking like a cat again. Nothing new here, nothing new. I mean, here's the thing. The last thing that would ever change in me is my weirdness in this podcast. <laughs> that will not change. That will not change. Ever. Like, seriously, I will not change. And a lot of people would never tell me to change because it's kind of funny, it's kind of comical. And also, it's kind of therapeutic. Because I am letting this surge of energy burst out. Where is another clip hanger? Hold on. Oh, bloody fucking head. Ah. I don't know why I'm screaming in the oblivion. Anyway, so, yeah, I mean, I hope that you guys are doing well, and being safe, all of y'all, so, I'll talk to you later, well, tomorrow, after tomorrow, where, I will try to go much more specific on what I'm doing in my life, so, yeah, I'll see you soon, bye guys, and take care.